Welcome to Unstyled. I'm your host, Christine Barbrick, co-founder and global editor-in-chief of Refinery29. Each week, I invite a notable person to come in and talk with us as we explore the funny, inspiring, sometimes heartbreaking tales of life, work, and love, as told through the things that we wear. When the singing sister duo, Chloe and Hallie, appeared in the visual album for Lemonade last year, Google searches for the two teenage beauties spiked, as did immediate interest in how they landed in Queen Beyonce's court. Given how old they are, Chloe turned 19 in July, Hallie is 17. It's not a very long story, but it does sound a little like a modern day fairy tale. The girls grew up in Atlanta and started making music together when they were barely tweens. In 2011, they lobbied their parents to post a cover they had recorded of The Best Thing I Ever Had to YouTube. And it didn't take long for that video to go viral, which turned attention toward their other cover songs, including an unbelievably moving rework of Pretty Hurts that ultimately wound up on Beyonce's own Facebook page. Soon enough, the siblings were being groomed by the Queen Bee herself. They also secured a million-dollar contract with her label, Parkwood Entertainment. They've since moved to Los Angeles, performed at the White House and on the stages of South by Southwest, and released a critically acclaimed EP called The Two of Us and a brand new album this fall. And while they're still working on the grander goal of locking down a Grammy, something tells us they're definitely on the right track, though it's not as if they don't have plenty of time. The truth is, for all they've already accomplished, Chloe and Hallie are just getting started. Chloe and Hallie, welcome to Unstyled. I am so excited to have the two of you here. I read that at the beginning of every year, each of you prepares a vision board. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I got really, really excited about that because I do that too. You do? Yes. I've been keeping a journal since I was 17 and vision boards are just really special to me. Where did the oh. practice come from? And, and I would love to hear about how you guys do it. Do you do it together? Do yes. you do it separately? Oh my goodness. Well, us doing our vision boards has now turned into this tradition that we do every New Year's in our family. New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? Is it, we'll it's do it New, New Year's, Year's Eve, Eve. and uh-huh. then after the clock strikes midnight and it's now the first. Then we present it to yep. the whole family. And we'll sit in the living room and we'll share our affirmations and our goals for the year. So it's like the New Year's Eve. It's a full day project. We get all of these magazines. This yeah. is Chloe, by the way. We get all of these magazines. Hi, Hello. <laughs> Hello. And we have our scissors and our glue and we're just ripping out stuff that speaks to us. We'll rip it out. We'll rip it out. So by the end, we'll have all of these clippings. And so we'll like cut them really cute with these like fancy scissors and then we're any glitter in there stickers oh yes there's glitter we Mm -hmm. have a bunch of flower stickers everywhere and by the way by the end of this process like our house is trash i know (laughs) it's really bad but we're really passionate about getting ceremonial magazines so we have this pile of what inspires us and what we want and then we try to find a way to really clarify it on this board and we kind of piece it together really nice and when you're finished you step back and you look at it and you're like wow this is going to be 
this year for? You know, for me, it's being more in tune with who I am and not being afraid to speak out because I love making people feel good and being a people pleaser, but sometimes I leave myself out. So I'm learning how to be more in tune with who I am as an individual. I'm learning how to really truly be a woman and drive. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because truly at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. that is independence. And what about you? What was your, what was your sort of like big kind of culminating message on your, on your vision board this year? I feel like this is mine every year, but for this year, it rang in my ears more to grow in my craft. I play guitar and sometimes I feel like I'm at a standstill with how much I'm learning on it. I'm a procrastinator. I feel like most of us probably do procrastinate, but I'm like queen procrastinator. Really? So yes, but I have to learn how to push past that. So that was like the main thing on my board. No more procrastinating, getting my goals done. Yeah. I actually read that procrastination is your sort of inner compass telling Mm -hmm. you that you don't want to do that thing and you don't need Mm. to do that thing to grow. It's like we almost Mm. sort of instinctually just know what it is we need to be doing in order to grow. So I like that. Maybe don't be so hard on yourself when you're not doing that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So you're a little bit older, Chloe. Yes, I so am. So do you feel like you kind of like guide the two of you or you're pretty equal? I really believe we're equal. I My sister is such an old soul and sometimes I forget I'm the older sister. So that's why she procrastinates because she's done all this stuff already. <laughs> I know, already. she's like, I've been here in another she's life. Like, yeah, she's like, oh, this is so boring. And, I have to do this again. Right. You know? And, you know, I really admire my sister because... She knows what she wants in life, and I'm learning that from her to be very upfront with my feelings. She's like, I want this, 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 <laughs> and this, and I'm not afraid to speak my no, mind. Hallie is. Yeah. And I think that is so important for even young females to know, to speak their mind and speak what they want, because that's how that's how you're happy. Mm-hmm. And so I learn that from my sister every day, and well, I feel like we're partners sweet. in crime, so yeah. yin and yang. Yeah. And- <laughs> Referring back to your question, personally, I think maybe because I'm the little sister and I look to the older sister for like the next move. But I I do feel like she's the steerer of the ship. <laughs> you know, she produces all of our music and is so amazing in wow. what she does. And when we sit there and write and do the creative process together, yeah, I add a few guitars, but watching her create such an amazing work of art just from a little bit of time she has, that's something that's always so inspiring to me. And Hallie, you said one of your goals this year was to really develop your your guitar craft a little bit more. So what kind of guitarists are you really like, do you feel inspired by? I mean, there's like so many good ones. Yes. Lenny Kravitz has always been like one of my hugest guitar inspirations, just because of what you feel through his fingers as he's playing, what emotion that emits from you. He's a, he's a vibe person, too, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I want to do. I want to make it a, another form of, like, self-expression for myself. Because with singing, it's so easy to just express how I'm feeling and tell everybody's stories in, in a few amount of words. But with guitar, it's a whole different story because I feel like it's more difficult because I don't have the words. So I'm having to put it through my fingers some more. So that's something I'm so excited for. And there's like so many good female guitarists too. Absolutely. Just look at Heart. Yes. You know, just look at the band Heart mm-hmm. and and Nancy Wilson. That's all you need to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joan Jett. I mean, she's yeah. like, oh. I mean, she can really play guitar. 
Chloe, so you and your sister and your dad moved from Atlanta. Yes. When you, as a, as a musical duo, really mm-hmm. started to take off, or at least you started to see momentum, but you guys were driven. You knew that this was what you wanted yes. to do. And why LA? And I want to hear what that transition was like. Leaving your family, mm-hmm. I mean, you have a mom and you have other siblings that are, that are still in Atlanta. That must be really tough. Yeah, you know, we have such supportive parents and such a loving tell. family. They're with us every single step of the way. And I think that's so important. I remember the last day we were packing the house and there was a grasshopper on our porch door and it was huge. It was like this big. And, you know, we're all about like symbols and what the universe is trying to tell you. So we researched it and it's saying you're moving in the right direction. Continue to leap forward. So we really went, okay. That was the confirmation we needed. We're it like, just gave me chills. It did. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we're ready to do this. And here we are in L.A. And Hallie's in love with the sun. I get my life every day in the <laughs> sun. <laughs> it makes me happier. I go so up there. So L.A.'s working out for you. Yes. Hallie. Oh, yes. yeah. So you definitely surround yourself with strong women. And I love that about your music. And <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, your, your working relationship with Beyonce is obviously, I'm sure, incredibly influential. But, you know, what kind of women do you really look up to? Oh, I have such, such a long list. Okay. So first and foremost, it'd have to be my mom. Like, and she works at Twitter? Yeah, she's a recruiter. And oh. so she recruits for all of her different clients, and Twitter's one that of them. That sounds like a tough job. Yeah, she's so yeah, good she's, at it. Yeah. She, mom is so cool. Shout out to mom. I know. She knows how to connect with people on like a, a spiritual level. And really? it's like, it's really cool. I want to yeah. meet her. What's she, her name? Oh, Courtney. Her Courtney. And here she has two daughters that are basically have made it their career to, you know, bear their soul mm. in their in their music. That's yeah. so that's yeah. such an interesting parallel. I know, right? Yeah. So definitely my mom. And of course the Queen Bee. We love Beyonce. You know, as talented as she is and as influential she is to almost every single human being around the world she's a really really good person and she's so humble and down to earth and you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you create it doesn't matter who you know it matters about your heart what's Mm -hmm. in your heart because that that is what people read people can feel your heart and your intentions and I believe that's why she's as big as she is because of her intentions and where it comes from so I'm so happy we have her as a mentor because she's been through all of this she's been in the game since she was like 10 and she knows the obstacles that you know being a young girl in the business faces and I'm happy I have my sister because we can go through that together so those would be my top two. I'm sorry. I got some more. I love Imogene Heap. But I think, oh, I mean, oh. she's incredible. But I want to say one thing yes. about Beyonce, which I think is so interesting. And I'm sure we all kind of aspire to have not just a career, but a life like this, mm-hmm. is that it's not just about performing. Like, this is really like her it's really her mission and her creative path. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that she's a true artist and yeah. that she's just, she just keeps getting better and better and more mm-hmm. interesting and more complex. And, you know, I think there's something so extraordinary about that quality mm-hmm. to just be just in con- in a constant state of evolution and sort of showing it and expressing it in lots of different different ways. And also th- by the fact that she just, she does seem like a genuinely nice person. She really is. Yeah. That's, that's... You tell her I said hi. Oh, yeah, oh my gosh, I will. <laughs> but Imogen Heap, so let's talk about her. 
I when did I fall in love with Imogene Heap? I, mean, I her believe. Voice. Oh my yeah, goodness. She's so great. Her voice is angelic. It hits you right to the core, but also her production skills and the way she uses music and technology and morphs them into one. I I find that so inspiring. I hope one day that I am able to reach new heights like she is with her gloves that she has where she can, you know, change waveforms in the air. Like that is so creative. You can do that on the computer on Ableton and Logic, but actually physically doing it with your hands in the air. And I love Imogene Heap and I hope one day I get to meet her. And I also feel that way about Meryl Garbus, the whole like mastermind of tune yards. You know, she does the same thing. The the way she combines her elements of live instrumentation and her looping. We and have to get you guys together. Oh my gosh. Unstyled is going to bring you all together. I know it. <laughs> that would be a dream for Meryl me. Meryl Garbus is... Oh, I love so her. And she's not afraid to be who she is. She'll just be up there in a t-shirt and just sing her heart out. And I'm just like, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think you'll want to produce people too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah? yes. What do you think, Hallie? Yes, of course. That's what is so great about music because sharing is caring. You should. It is. Yeah, it really is. You should keep <laughs> that feeling going. Of just wonderful music. Keep it going. It must be like. Pl- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It must be like being in the art studio and just really really, getting to, and I'm sure technology keeps getting more and more sophisticated too. And growing up, I loved technology, anything tech. I'm such a nerd and I loved Legos. So I feel like when I'm producing, I'm combining both of those skills. I'm putting things together like I'm building Legos. (laughs) Yeah, music is math anyway. Yeah. That's why I think you excel in that because <laughs> Chloe has always been so smart. You like math? Oh yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it comes in handy. It really does. I want to talk a little bit about style. I was looking at pictures of the two of you and it's so amazing to see how much the two of you have changed and just evolved. <laughs> oh. There's like a real like courage in you your in your it, dressing now. You guys in pantsuits. I'm sorry, but that's all oh. I want to see is pattern <laughs> like Miu Miu and Prada pantsuits and the two Thank of you, you all the time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Are there any designers that you guys really love that you'd love to work <gasps> with? Redarte. We love Redarte. Well, they're in LA. I mean, yeah. they're local. Have you and, worked with them yet? Uh, we've yeah. Met them and we've worn their pieces a lot, but we'd love. I think what we love about them is that they're sisters. Sister. You feel that bond. You see it in their pieces and their artwork, and I I love them. So they'd have to be one of mine. Your hair is like such a recognizable part of your looks. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your hair and just like your relationship to your hair. Oh my goodness. Well, we have had our locks since we were like five and seven years old. And they've just been growing ever since. We identify our locks with being beautiful 
and it's a sense of freedom when we wear our hair naturally because you know it's all we've ever known it's who we are and we don't think twice about it but when people come up to us and are like wow your hair is so beautiful like how did you do this you're inspiring me to wear my hair natural that's something that is so like wow that's pretty cool. It makes me so happy. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> and I can't believe that two little girls could hold that power to do that to some young women. And for that, I'm grateful for. Tell me about the jewelry in your hair. Yes. Okay. So we get our little jewels from like arts and craft stores like Michael's or the beauty supply store. Really? Yep. You mean they're not like 24 karat gold like nope. rings? Nope. <laughs> Like <laughs> looks can be eventually deceiving. eventually yeah. <laughs> maybe one day but you know i am so clumsy and i lose everything i'd probably be scared to like they're lose really beautiful thank you so much and my sister and i we like to like get this curly look i like to braid my locks so like i'll after i wash my hair i'll braid it and i'll let it sit for a day and then it'll come out like curly like this the curls kind of went down since we were like performing in the hot heat yesterday and i was sweating and all that stuff but <laughs> you know we like to do different curling patterns and then we do these things called Nubia knots where it looks like Bantu knots and it's like these cute little balls all over our head and the way the curls are more wavy and so that's really fun to do and one of my favorite things to put in my hair is coconut oil and then for the how often Ooh, like every, every day, day. Really? I use it for my skin too and then for the that's edges really good for you coconut mm-hmm. oil is the answer to everything yep yes yep and I do that 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 draw and that mouth yeah, draw that, or whatever. Oh, yes. Yeah, when you I, like gargle it. I have to try that. It's I, gross. I do it. Yeah. I do it every morning. Your teeth look good. Thank you. Yeah. It's working. <laughs> yes. This is radio, but they said my teeth look good. <laughs> Thanks. And then for my edges, because I like to keep my edges laid, I do castor oil to keep them like thick full. and full because I don't want to lose any edges. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. I know what a mixtape is, but what's your mixtape? Yes. Oh my gosh. So. My sister and I, we created this body of work and we wanted to create a mixtape, but kind of not really a mixtape. And we called it The Two of Us. We write so many songs. We have like 400 and there are so many. Do you really write a song a day? Yes. Yes. Every day? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, we're not traveling. Yeah. Yeah. That is like a discipline. It's fun. It's fun. It's like a diary for us. So Mm -hmm. it's like once you get in that rhythm, the creativity just keeps Exactly. And you know, because your journals, sometimes it just pours out of you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's just dreck, though, too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll be like three, you know, three, four weeks where I'm just writing about the same thing. And then there's like this like bolt of lightning. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. You know, that's anyway, mixtape. Continue. (laughs) So we have we have all these ideas and we're like, we kind of like these. I mean, even though they're not like as great as the album, we really like these. What are we going to do with them? And, you know, we have really incredible supporters and they've been waiting so patiently we wanted to put something out just for them so you know my sister and I we got all our ideas that we liked and we we're like how can we flow these really cool into one yeah one another so we basically put them together mm-hmm. and turned it into a mixtape yep. and it's called the two of us and the reason why we titled it the two of us is because we made it just in our living room just the two of us making it chilling songwriting every day And we wanted our fans to hear a piece of our lives and the music that we were hearing because it had been about a year ever since we put out our first project, our EP, Sugar Symphony. So we wanted the fans to have something before the album. So this was to hold them over. So good. Thank you. When you go and perform, you know, what are are some of the most 
common things that that your fans actually ask you or or you know basically just like wanna or want to tell you what do you think chloe this one event in particular popped up in my head i believe we had a show in our hometown atlanta and this beautiful that must feel good going back it, home it feels warming it feels really really great and we met this beautiful young girl. She looked maybe like she was 16, 17, around our age. And we have this song called Baby Bird. And she told us, well, Baby Bird's about, you know, learning how to spread your wings and fly on your own and not being afraid to f- fall. And she told us that that song really resonated with her. And, you know, she doesn't have the best relationship with her family. They don't really believe in her dreams. But every time she hears Baby Bird, she believes in herself again. Hearing that, it tells us that we're doing something right, you know, and all we ever want to do is inspire There's such purpose people, there. Mm-hmm, people to follow their hearts and I'm such a, oh my gosh, and really walk in their truth and their purpose. And hearing stuff like that sets my soul on fire because that's all we ever wanted to do. Oh, I'm such a, don't no, that's good. Guys. But this is a good segue for this. Why do you think? Why do you think Pretty Hurts like resonated so so powerfully coming from the two of you? Well, oh, you really. answered this. No, was, well, you, there's a lot of truth in that. What you just said, it really, really is. And I think that when you know, when you're connecting, you're touching somebody's life and helping to really impact the course of their life. I mean, there's just such meaning to that. So. I think Pretty Hurts resonated with people because, I don't know, I guess it was us as young girls singing that song. The message of that song is so powerful, and hearing those words that she says in the song, it resonates with so many people. And I guess since we were young girls saying that, I guess it was more, it got through to people some more. For some reason, I still don't know, <laughs> to be honest. I think that, no, I think the yeah. fact that you're, it's a different perspective. Yeah. What do you think, Chloe? Why do you think it really stuck with people? Wow. Well, one, the songwriting in the song, you know, Sia and Beyonce did such an incredible job, you know, explaining what women go through, trying to live up to it all. Yeah. Live up to what the world wants us to be. So, one, the lyrics. And two, when it's stripped down, it gives the lyrics more of a spotlight. So when it was just my piano and our voices, people heard the message more clear. And then three, us being as young as we are, we were, we were like, how old were we? 13? We weren't that young. 13 and 15? 13 and 15. That was not long ago. Yeah, that wasn't, that, wow, that felt like yesterday because it was yesterday. And <laughs> That's three years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, if I put myself in someone else's shoes and I saw like maybe someone like nine or 11 singing something that means so deep to me, it would resonate with me. My sister and I, we love kids. We're still kids, but just the innocence and how they're not afraid to really speak their mind and be vulnerable and be themselves. So I think maybe that's why. I don't know. I'm grateful it went everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think there was a sense of um, rawness to it. Tell me about the new album. Oh, do you want to go first, Hallie? Sure. The title of our album, Kids Kids Are All Right. right. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Thank you. This album has been such a whirlwind journey of happiness and beauty. And it's basically an anthem for the youth, you know, and it's supposed to help us get through whatever it is we're going through and all of our goals 
to be made. And it's just supposed to be an inspiring album to help you. You know, even though we are young, our ideas matter so much. And what we have to say is so important. And people shouldn't worry about us. People shouldn't worry about this generation because we're going to be all right. You know, our minds reach areas that no shade older generations minds haven't reached before. And I am so happy that I'm living in this era and, you know, being one of the voices to speak. And I hope, you know, people of all ages really connect with our album, not just kids, but adults and find that kid within themselves. So I'm excited. <laughs> Do you guys ever fight? I can't even imagine. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Okay, so if you guys fight, like, what do you fight about? Ooh. Coconut oil. Yes. Really? Can't yes. you just each have your own? I mean, do you have to share? Yeah, but they normally come in like big jugs. So it's mm -hmm. only smart to share. I know. So that, normally it's in her room. I'm like, Chloe, where's the coconut oil? She's like, I lost it. I'm like, why are you losing the coconut oil? What? Mm -hmm. You lost it? How can you lose a, a huge jug of coconut oil? Well, is that really what happened? Yes. Because oh. you don't know where it is in your backpack. Maybe. We hate holding grudges and our arguments only last for like five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a very like straightforward person. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> things that I say I don't realize are insensitive. And then next thing you know, Chloe would be like, that was really rude. You just hurt my feelings. I'm like, what are you talking about? I really did not mean to. You're like, like I'm just all. looking for the coconut oil. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what, what you're talking, talking about. about. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that. And it's just finding the balance between sisters. If anybody has a sister, they go through the same thing. Or a best friend, mm -hmm. you know? I think that's where it really shows how close you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. We always say sorry. Who's always the first one to say sorry? Is Chloe it me? said sorry. First. I don't. Because I'm the sensitive cancer, I don't like people to be oh, mad Oh, you're at July, me. right? And yes. you're March. Mm -hmm. yes. Are you Pisces? I'm an Aries. Oh, you're an Aries. Aries and cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I love my sis. Chloe and Hallie, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Thank, thank you. you so much. We love you. We had so much we fun. We had a blast. I know. Good. Come back soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope you're inspired after hearing Chloe and Hallie's story. For even more unstyled extras, check out Refinery29 or my Instagram at Christine Barbrick. You can also join the conversation using the hashtag unstyled across your social media. And of course, we'd be infinitely grateful if you'd please subscribe to Unstyled on Apple Podcasts and rate us while you're there. You can head to refinery29.com to find this episode and more, and make sure to sign up for our exclusive Unstyled newsletter, delivered straight to your inbox every week. Our show today was executive produced by Sarah Bernard, associate produced by Rebecca Easley, and edited by Priscilla Mena. Copy support was provided by Elizabeth Kiefer. Our theme music today is by the artist Koff, and we recorded Unstyled with Paul Ruest at Argo Studios. We'll see you back here next Monday for a conversation with Stacey London on finding the courage to reboot your life.